Hi, this is the Seattle Mama Doc Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood and life, and often we may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face these challenges head on. This is a 2018 first podcast of the year for me, and I don't know, I'm just going to tell you kind of where I am with things, talk a little bit about resolutions, and I don't know, share with you kind of my vulnerability for not even knowing what mine are yet. Um, You know, I'll tell you, like, I think 17 was brutal for women. Um, I mean, maybe brutal for everybody, (laughs) but I think we had a really hard year as women and particularly feminist women workers trying to think on kind of where we fit and how we belong and the zeitgeist out there around kind of sexual predators and misconduct and women not being treated fairly. And thank goodness for the loud voices we've had and the time women of the year and everything else that happened. But I think we're left a little bit deflated and overwhelmed. I mean, I'll tell you as a working mom, you know, I often get overwhelmed that my focus is never enough anywhere and I'm spread too thin in every part of myself, in my motherhood, in my work, in my self-care, and even in the time that I get to carve out for friendship. So as I think to the year, I think about instead of really picking a big resolute resolution, I just am kind of letting myself be an observer as the year starts. And like you, I've been exposed to all sorts of content in the last few days. It's I'm recording this on the 3rd of January. So the last few days, you know, around how do we start the year? What are resolutions? What does it mean for us? And I'll tell you, I don't, I don't really know, but I think there are some great ways to look at this that I'm going to try to kind of meditate on as the year gets going that Yesterday for me was my first day back at work on the 2nd. My kids were out of school. I had a handyman coming. I didn't have childcare for the morning. My inboxes were exploding. I literally felt like chest-crushing panic in the morning that I kind of couldn't pull it off. I had work trips I needed to plan and personal trips I was planning and email inboxes I was responding to and trying to be present with my kids and trying to help, you know, get a new security camera installed in my house and trying to do all these things at once and kind of looking around the room thinking – This is not the way to live, right? And I'll tell you, it's a crisp, big sky today, and it felt like a fresh start. And, I mean, we are blessed with the kind of 24-hour renewal cycle that every day the sun comes up again and we get to try it over again. And um, it may be if in 2018 we just – we take time to kind of give ourselves the patience to knowing that, for me, yesterday just didn't go very well. Um, Nothing went really excruciatingly terribly, but – It was a hard day for me, um, taking care of my team and taking care of the work and taking care of my family and ultimately taking care of myself. But I did sleep through the night, and today happened, and the sky pinked up and oranged up and blew up, and I drove in after reading all these studies this morning, getting ready to talk about this. And I'll just say, like, I don't know. I'm with you if it doesn't feel all that right every day. And today feels a little bit more optimistic. And so I feel like I can just kind of bathe in that today, and that's maybe – my resolution if I give myself a minute every day to just feel like there might be some hope. But I'm going to lean today in this podcast on um, a really thoughtful psychologist and an instructor at Stanford named B.J. Fogg. And I've met him and listened to him talk in person. And he's all over the internet. And he used, there are people who have taken his classes and learned from him use the hashtag tiny habits. So if you just go on Twitter or Facebook or any channel that you like and you search under tiny habits, you can see kind of how people are thinking about what they've learned from B.J. Fogg. 
and hopefully I won't completely screw this up. And when I get a great producer for this podcast, I'm going to call up BJ and ask him if he'll join the podcast and say these things himself because he's so articulate and thoughtful. But he's created something called the Fog Behavior Model. And if you look at the photo attached to this podcast, you can kind of look at the curve. And and I want to start there because it's it's so at first glance self-evident and simple and yet I think in some ways profound where on the y-axis he's got motivation so that it's kind of like – if you need a ton of motivation to get something done, it's it's going to potentially be kind of hard. Uh, if you if if you have low motivation, or excuse me, if you have high, I said that exactly wrong. See, look at me. Okay, if you have high motivation to get something done, you're probably more likely to get it done, right? If you have low motivation to do something, like agonizing, like I don't know, like um, clean out your garage, like who really wants to clean out their garage? Like, oh, feels so good when it's done, but like. How how do you do you really want to spend your one free Saturday morning cleaning out your garage? Well, of course not. So your motivation to clean your garage is pretty low, right? And then on the x-axis, he's got basically um, hard to do, easy to do, meaning if something's really easy to do, which he often will use the example of like flossing um, or you know brushing your teeth every day. In fact, a habit that's potentially pretty easy to adapt. It doesn't take very long. The effort isn't there. It's not expensive. You don't need really complicated tools. You can do it anywhere. You know, kind of things that are really easy to do. You're likely to, to incorporate them or develop a habit, particularly if you've got really high motivation and it's really easy to do. The kind of threshold of you getting to the action of, you know, something inciting a trigger in you that makes you want to do it. If it's easy to do and you've got really high motivation, you are set up to make that habit really happen. Meaning that if you choose a resolution that's just kind of tiny, simple, almost embarrassingly simple to do, you'll probably, if you want it to be a new habit, you'll be able to do it. So I remember when I first started practicing medicine, someone taught me that when you get really busy during the day and you're like you have three exam rooms full and people are waiting and tapping their feet and their kids are screaming and everyone's unhappy, instead of going from one room to another frantically, if you just take the habit for me, and I have done this ever since I started practicing medicine, I put my hand on the door. So this happens. If you're a patient that's seen me, this has likely happened almost every time before I walked in. I put my palm to the door, like up above my head, and I close my eyes for just like five or 10 seconds. And I just try to reset myself from whoever I've just been seeing to walking in the door to a fresh family and being like able and ready to listen to them. And for me, that teeny habit that was so easy for me to do, just put my palm on the door, close my eyes in the hallway, I don't care if anyone's looking at me, and give myself five to ten minutes to just reset my mind so that I could be, like, available to the next family. I feel like when I do that, I start a visit so much more open and able to kind of receive someone's concern or frustration of me being late or a complaint or whatever it is, or even just joy that someone will have when we're seeing each other again after a long time. So that was a habit that was I had really high motivation to have a better visit with families and patients, really easy to do, and it took me 10 seconds. So it was a habit that I think I developed really quickly. Um, some people will talk about trying to learn how to floss because B.J. Fogg has talked about that in a lot of the work that he's written and interviewed on. And it's like, how do you get yourself? to floss. Well, you kind of tie it to an anchor in a day. So he'll talk about, well, if you brush your teeth every day and you really want to floss, just make sure that you're flossing around the time you brush. Makes sense, right? But there's an anchor to an event that's already a habit that you've done. So it's kind of like, for me, it's like, well, and BJ talks about, well, <laughs> his habit of like every time after he pees, he started doing push-ups. And right in the beginning, he just made himself, when he was home, he'd pee, he'd do like two push-ups. And then by the end, he was doing 10 push-ups. And then he was doing like 100 push-ups a day. And it was just like every time he peed and he was at home, he'd pee, he'd put his pants back up, he'd drop down, do a couple push-ups. And it became – it was anchored to another habit. Well, 
you always pee every day, right? That habit is really ingrained. You pull your pants up. You maybe just before you wash your hands, you drop to the ground. You do two push-ups, whatever. And then he increased the habit each time, right? And then all of a sudden he was doing 100 push-ups a day. Lost 25 pounds, all these things, right? So can you find something in your life where you can anchor a tiny new habit? So my like palm to the door or like maybe if you know you drive every day, like do something that you want new in your life that takes you like, I don't know, 10 seconds right when you get in the car as you buckle your seatbelt. Even if your kids are in the back seat, even if your partner's next to you or a friend's next to you or whatever it is, like what if it is just thinking about like um, something you want out of the day, which is just giving yourself permission to think about it for 10 seconds. And BJ also talks about like um, celebrating. So it's like he would talk in an article I read reviewing his tiny habits work from someone who took his class. They were talking about how, you know, after a sports, after a football player gets a touchdown, right, they immediately celebrate. And sometimes they're coldly cocky and annoying, right? But they immediately celebrate right after it happens, almost to compound their awareness of what they've done and give themselves kind of the gratification of doing something well. So it's like after he would do a push-up, he'd like look at himself in the mirror and smile, like, gotcha, right? Like, I'm awesome. I did two push-ups, right? So what can you do where you anchor a new tiny little change, something that you want out of your life, mindfulness or a moment, or maybe every day that you jump in your car in the morning, you send a text to someone you haven't sent a text to in a long time just to reach out and say, hey, I'm thinking about you, right? Takes you five seconds. It connects you to people in your life that you love. And you do it every time you sit down in the car, right? The anchor is you sit down in the car every day. That's a habit that you're going to do. Or you get on the bus every day and you send a new text. Or you leave your office every day. You turn the light switch off. Put a little note or a smiley face right by the light switch. What do you want to do every day when you leave your office that'll have your transition home be a little bit better? Is it sending a message? Is it looking at Instagram at your favorite follow? Is it texting someone that you love? I don't know. But find something that will make your life more what you want it to be and then tether it to that thing. Because I think big resolutions, losing 15 pounds, exercising for an hour every day, being the perfect parent, being happy every morning, making a perfect media plan, following through, those can feel, I think, exceedingly ominous. And I'm thinking today, in my brighter day, yesterday, even my five-second, ten-second resolution was going to feel like a little bit too big. Like I was feeling like a bad worker, an overwhelmed blogger, a crazy pediatrician, a kind of half-there mom, a scared pedestrian, like all these things that I was feeling yesterday. I didn't exercise yesterday. I was disconnected from people. I cried throughout the day a couple times. I was like, ah. But today, (laughs) the sky's a little bluer. And I don't know, it's the 3rd of January, and I still haven't even figured out my tiny habit. But I know and I'm learning from BJ Fogg's model that I have pretty high motivation to make a change. I want it to be triggered by an anchor in my life that happens all the time so I can remember it. I don't know yet what that is. It might be just getting sitting down in my car because most days I drive in my car. And I think I have the ability that I can kind of send a text message or have a mindful moment. But I remember in medical school, and my classmates may remember, some of my classmates used to make fun of me about this, but I used to write a letter to a friend, a handwritten letter to a friend every day at some point during one of the lectures in medical school. And I remember someone said, you're going to probably write a book someday, which I did. And I think part of it was that I wrote a letter. I kept writing letters every day through medical school when I didn't otherwise have time to write. And that was a little tiny habit that I completely lost, unfortunately, because everything's kind of gone a little digital. And I don't know, maybe I'll do that. But For right now, I'm saying, think about an anchor in your life, something you do every day. Think about something that then will trigger you for a really easy 
easy task, something that's really easy for you to do, that you might have kind of moderate motivation. So if you look at that action line in the FOG behavior model, you'll see that if you have really, if it's really easy to do, and even if you have really low motivation, you'll probably do it. And if it's triggered by you remembering to do it, by turning a light switch off, by getting in a car, by packing the school lunch, by, by um, dropping your kids off of school, by getting to work, by being late, by um, anything that you're learning in your life, you'll probably potentially create something that you love about 2018 that you didn't have in 2017. And I'm hoping that as you learn how to do that, or as I learn how to do that, I can also teach my kids how to do it too. So I don't know. That's one idea for a new resolution as we all slog on through 2018. Um, but I'll tell you, I feel hopeful. The sky's blue. There's two women anchoring the biggest watched morning news show in the country for the first time ever. And I think we're looking up. Happy 2018. The reality is... Parenting is a high-stakes job, but the good news is you've got this. Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful, and what you want to learn more about. Reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc, or at seattlemamadoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from. 